this morning, um, I feel like the Lord has given me this word for you, and it's titled, Make Room for the Gift. Um, we all have to make that decision to actually make room for what God has for us. Amen? Especially this season. You know, it's Christmas season, and, you know, everybody's busy. Everyone's busy running, trying to do things, get things done. And, and, you know, we cannot forget the reason that we're doing everything. We celebrate Jesus every day. We have Christmas every day. But for some reason, this, see, this month has been busy. <laughs> and we have to remember that as much as we want to find the perfect gift for that person we love, God has provided a perfect gift for you. He had you in his mind, and he wants to give you something that's so beautiful. Amen? But we have to make room for it. Amen? We cannot just go about. And I, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be, you all know I'm, all, I'm always real with you all. And um, it's been, you know, for me personally, it's been just a really busy, busy time. And um, we've been rushed, project events, all these things happen. And I haven't neglected my time with God. You know, it's, it's you know, I, I'm reading the word, I'm praying, praying in the spirit, but yet I felt kind of distant. I felt like I was rushing through some things in my life. I was giving him my time as I always do, but yet my heart still felt a little distant from him. You know, anybody been there? Am I the only one? Okay, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you for being honest. For those that didn't raise up their hand, God's watching. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> Just kidding. But, you know, I was going through the motions, if you will. You know, I, I love him. My love for him didn't change. I was still serving him. I was doing everything that I was supposed to be doing. But yet, I missed his presence. I missed his touch. I missed just that moment where, man, I'm down on the floor weeping and laughing and crying. And I just, I told the Lord, I missed that. And I kept saying, Lord, I just, I miss you. I'm going to hold it together. <laughs> I just, you know. I kept saying, Lord, I'm, I just miss you. I love your word, and I love what you're doing, but I just miss you. And so that had been my cry for the last couple of weeks, just, Lord, here I am. I'm, I'm, I'm doing everything reading my word, just, you know, spend, I, I, spending time with him. But I, I, I yearn for his touch, if that makes any sense to anybody. <laughs> I yearned for his presence. I didn't want to just sing a song. I wanted to feel the song. I wanted to feel the words that were coming out. I wanted to know him. 
And you might be saying, but you're a pastor. You're supposed to. I do know him. But I, d- I wasn't satisfied. And so, you know, <laughs> that had been just my conversation with God. And, you know, I was getting so much revelation of the word and just understanding. And it was amazing. I, w- I wasn't. I wasn't in sin. I wasn't doing anything bad. I just, I just didn't feel him. And I missed that. And so, you know, dropped my husband, I think, Friday at the airport. I just dropped him off. And, you know, he prayed. We prayed. We've gone. And I just had a moment with God. Thank you. <laughs> I, I promised I was going to hold it together, guys. But I just had a moment with God, and I just began to worship him. I got alone, and I just said, here I am. Not in a rush. There's a million things that I need to do but I push everything aside. I just want you, Lord. I just want you. And I'm going to tell you, he came. He came and everything that I thought I needed to do suddenly became unimportant. And it was just about him. And I tell you, I hadn't felt like that in a while. Because sometimes you're going about doing and going and doing and going. Anybody? Yeah. That we don't stop just to make room for him. Just to, to, to allow him to come in. And see, we could, we've all, we're all in church this morning. We're all here this morning. But it's up to you whether you allow him into your heart this morning. And that time I spent with God, it, it just wrecked me. <laughs> it wrecked me in such a good way. It's such an amazing way. And see, we have to understand that we have to make room for him. We can go about our day spending time in a quick prayer in the morning. You know, thank you, Jesus, for my food. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And then you gobble it up and, you know, you're dead. But, you know, you go through the motions. But he wants so much more than that from you. He wants you. He wants your heart. See, everything that we've been searching for is found in him. This, you know, this past week even, too, as we were working, I, I would ask the staff for something, and they're like, we brought it to you. I couldn't even see what was in front of me because I was so consumed by other things. And that's how we are sometimes. We get so consumed by other things that we can't even know when he's there. We can't even hear his call anymore 
because we've, we've gotten so busy by everything else. And this season, especially this season, push everything else aside and just make room for him. Let him in. And, you know, it sounds, it sounds uh, silly for me to be preaching this at a church. <laughs> Bunch of saved people. But if I needed it, how much more do you need it? If I needed the touch of God, how much more do you need the touch of God? I don't want to be satisfied. I don't, I don't want to be complacent. See, many times we're asking God for healing. We're asking God for finances. We're asking God for restoration. We're asking God for marriage. We're asking God for children. We're asking and asking and asking God. And we don't see that he's already made a way if we can just see what's in front of us. If we can just acknowledge that he's right there. See, he's the total package. Amen? He's the total package. Whatever it is that you need, you'll find it in Jesus. Amen? Whatever it is that you're going through, he is the answer. Amen? He is the only answer. There is no other answer but God. Amen? Amen. And so, huh, Jesus. Just Jesus. Just Jesus. Making room for him, amen? God gave you the greatest gift. And it cost him so much. There was great sacrifice. There was a great price that was paid for this gift that he has given you. We are made in the image of God. We are made to have a relationship with God. We are made to worship God. Amen? But when Adam fell and sin was introduced, God could no longer have that relationship with us. And so he made a way. There had to be a sacrifice, not only to wash us of all our sins, but to cleanse us of all our sins. And to redeem us, to take us from death to life. That sacrifice is Jesus. He's the only one that died for you. He's the only one that brought you from a kingdom of, of death into a kingdom of light. He's the only one that heals and restores and sets you free. There is no other but Jesus. Whatever you need is found in Jesus. And yet he gave us this gift. Knowing we would at one time reject it. Knowing at one time we would just ignore it. Knowing that we would run from it. But yet, because of the love that he had for you, he sent this gift to you. You know, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. First, we have to realize that God is love. God is love. He doesn't have love. He is love. 
And because he is love, he loved you so much. He poured out that love upon you that he made a way for you to come back to him. So that you wouldn't be on the outside any longer, but now that you would be on the inside. You know, you've seen those, those sad commercials where, you know, there's a family celebrating having Christmas together and loving on one another. And there's a sad child outside just looking, wishing he could have that. And God's made a way for us to have that. God's made a way for us to enter into the family of God by sending his son Jesus into this world to die for you. He is the perfect gift, amen? He is the perfect gift that you have to make room for this season, amen? Every day, not just now. He's the perfect gift. See, love always gives. Love always gives. It withholds nothing back, amen? If you go with me to 1 John 4, 9. First John 4, 9. It says, in this the love of God was manifested toward us. Jesus is the manifestation of the love of God here on earth. Jesus is the manifestation of the love of God here on earth. He is the word, Amen. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. Because of love, God sent his son. So that you no longer have to live outside of the family of God. But now you can come into the family. See, it's not about cleaning yourself up and then coming to God. You can't clean yourself up. No matter how much you try, you can't. God wants you just the way you are. Because as you draw close to God, there's a transformation that happens. Amen? He takes us from glory to glory. We cannot stay the same. We grow in God. But you have to choose to grow. Amen? Make room for the gift. Make room for the, I don't care how long you've been saved. I don't care how long you've been coming to church. I don't care how, if this is your first time or this was your last time. Really doesn't matter. Make room for the gift. Make room for Jesus. Let him come in. Stop rushing through everything and just say, Lord, my heart is yours. Here I am to worship. Here I am to love you. You know, I, I push away everything that needs to get done. I, I just push everything. You know, if you have small children, God bless you. <laughs> but it, sometimes it's really hard to just have a moment. It's really hard to have a moment. But he still yearns for your heart. The Bible says children are a blessing. They're a blessing from the Lord. But he still longs for you. He still longs for a moment with you. Because in that moment, everything changes. In that moment, you cannot stay the same. See, <laughs> I'm going to get in some Kool-Aid. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
If you're still dealing with anger in your heart, it's because you haven't surrendered it to God. If you're still dealing with unforgiveness in your heart, it's because you haven't surrendered it to God. Because the Bible says that he took it all. He took your anger. He took your pain. He took everything that you had that didn't belong to you. He took it upon himself so that you didn't have to live that way. Hear me. Hear me. Whatever it is that you are struggling with right now, you don't have to struggle with it anymore. It doesn't belong to you. You are not addicted. You are not broken. You are not defeated. You are not an outcast. There was a heavy price that was paid so that you could live free, so that you could live in victory. And yet we still want to stay angry. We still want to stay bound to those things. When Jesus says he has set you free. It's not about what people have done to you. It's about what Jesus has done for you. You can stay angry and blame everybody you want to blame. You can say they came against me. You can be a victim your whole life, but Jesus calls you a victor. Amen? You are not defeated. You are not a victim any longer. Amen? You are not the person of yesterday. You are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Be free this morning, amen? Be free. Decide to let it go. There's things that you will never understand until you get to heaven and you can ask God. There's things that we will never know why they happened the way they happened. But we don't have to live bound to yesterday. We don't have to stay in the whys, Lord. Why? Why? We can declare that he is a good God, amen? We can declare that because of the blood of Jesus, we are now free from every pain, every guilt, every shame. We are new creation. We're a new creation. We are not angry. We are not bitter. We are not stuck in unforgiveness. No, today we choose to say yes to Jesus, amen? Today we choose to let go of everything that happened yesterday and take everything that Jesus has purchased for us. It's up to you to let it go. It's up to you to release it to God. Because he's already done it all. He's done it all. He's not going to do anything else. He's already done it all. But you have to release it to him. You have to release it so that you could be free. If you could only see, if you could only see, that there's life on the other side. It doesn't stop here. There's life on the other side. If you could see that, you'd let go of everything. You'd let go of everything. You're struggling to change, struggle to be in his presence. Just say, Lord, I need you. And don't, don't leave until you get him because it's in his presence that you are transformed. Amen? Amen? 
It's in his presence where everything changes. See, you can be angry at one another. You can be angry at your family, at your mom, at whoever it is. But one moment in his presence removes that anger from your heart. It makes you new. It changes you. So that you are not the same person you were yesterday. Talking to someone today. Maybe watching because not here. Y'all are free. Nobody can let it go but you. That's not who you are today. Jesus is upon your life. He's knocking at your door. Saying, let me in. Let me in. Everything that you need is found in him. Everything that you need is found in him. Amen? He is the gift. He's the ultimate gift. Hallelujah. He, you know, I want you to, he's redeemed you. He's redeemed you. And you say, what has he redeemed me from? He's redeemed you from the curse of death. He's redeemed you from the curse of poverty. He's redeemed you from, from pain, sickness, disease, whatever it is. He's redeemed you. You don't have to live that way anymore. You don't have to live that way anymore. Everybody say, I'm free. free. Say it again, I'm free. free. Say it again, I'm free. free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, God's speaking to some people this morning. You've been angry for a long time. You've been bitter for a long time. And the only person it's destroying is you. It's time to be free. It's time to let go. Amen? The greatest gift that God can give us is his son, Jesus. In Jesus, we have it all. And, you know, I'm repeating myself and repeating myself, not because I don't have anything else to say. (laughs) I got plenty to say. But I got to just hear him and say what he wants me to say. I have to repeat it over and over because we don't always get it the first time or the second time or the third time. Amen? It's when it's continually repeated in our life that we begin to get it. And then all of a sudden we're driving and it's like, I got it. Amen? So I have to repeat it. I have to continually tell you. You don't have to live broken. You don't have to live defeated. You don't have to live a life without any hope because Jesus is our hope. He is everything. Amen? He's everything. And see, we cannot shine if we're full of other things. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. He's telling us now. We got to go show that light to others. But we won't. You know, how many of you know that a flashlight with very little battery doesn't really work? 
If you, have a, if you need a flashlight and the batteries are almost drained, you're shaking it, moving it, hope, hoping that something will come out. And that's how some of us are. We got Jesus, but we got a bunch of other things too. We need to be full of him so that we can show the light of, of, the, of God to others, so that we can show the love of God to others. Because we cannot show love if we haven't received love. We can't give what we don't have. You can only give what you have. And if you've never received love, then you can't give love. And so the only love that we are to receive is the love of the Father. Understanding the love of God towards us. That he loves you so, so, so much. So much that he saw everything that you were going to go through. And he made a way. He saw the challenges that you would face. And he sent his spirit. Because of the love. And so when we decide to let other things come and fill us up, we no longer display the love of God. We're the, bat, we're the flashlight that doesn't work. Awfully quiet. God bless you. <laughs> but we can't. We can't get so busy that we lock him out. And we're going through the motions. We're, you know, check marking. We came to church Sunday. It's done. That's not a relationship. He wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him. I mean, he knows us. He knows how many hairs on our head, how many white hairs on our head. <laughs> Where'd those come from? <laughs> They're called wisdom highlights, guys. Wisdom highlights. But he knows us, but he desires for us to come to him, to know him. The very things that you've been asking God to do, he's already presented them. And he's just saying, come, come receive, come, I already have it for you, come, it's waiting for you. But we get so busy going through the motions that we miss it. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss it. I don't want to miss it. I want to be so on fire for God that no matter what comes my way, who comes around me, they're going to get touched with fire. Amen. I just want more of him. We want more. We're not satisfied. We're not satisfied. They ask you, you love Jesus? Yeah, I love Jesus. Talking to you on TV. But when you love Jesus, you just, you just love everyone. <laughs> you just love everyone. Doesn't matter what they say. You want to talk about me? Praise the Lord. I'm still going to love you. Because it's not my love that's flowing from me. It's the love of God flowing from me. Do you know how... how um, difficult it is to come up here. 
in the flesh, I can't do this. I can't come up here and just, you know, there's so many things that come through my head that I got to stop. And I got to say, Lord, wherever you put me, that's where I'll be. And I've just decided, Lord, whatever you do in my life, I'm just going to show up. I'm going to say yes to you and not worry about who says what, what. I'm not into the chisme. I just want to serve Jesus. And if serving Jesus means going out there and cleaning the bathrooms, then I'm going to serve Jesus out there cleaning the bathrooms. You don't understand. It's not, it's not about position. It's about a position of the heart. It's about doing what he wants you to do. Amen. And if you can grab a hold of that, man, you'll live in victory all your days. Because it doesn't matter what challenge comes your way, you know that your God is with you, amen? That you are serving God, and because you're serving God, all things will work together for your good. But we want to serve God our way. We put all these conditions on God. Well, that worship went too long, God. I'm done. When are they going to preach? When is she going to be done? We want God our way. And God's waiting for you to change your ways. God's waiting for you to change your heart. Wednesday night, I shared a message on, I forgot. <laughs> what was it, calling? God's calling upon your life. Don't give up God's calling upon your life. That's what I shared on Wednesday. God's called you to do something. And just because things get hard, or people come and attack, or the enemy uses different tactics to get you off course, it doesn't mean you throw in the towel. It doesn't mean you give up. God hasn't changed his mind about you. God has not changed his mind about you. And so you might be going through something difficult right now, but do not forget the call of God upon your life. Do not forget because that is your very breakthrough. I'm talking to somebody here. Do not forget the call of God upon your life. Just because you're busy doing other things doesn't mean that God has changed his mind. He is still calling you. He still put a word in you. He still filled you with fire, amen? Go out and do what God's called you to do. Don't worry about what people say. Don't worry about what people do. It doesn't matter. You're not serving people. You're serving God. Don't let anything stop you just because it's hard, just because things get difficult, just because, you know, things happen. It doesn't mean that God has changed his mind. No, God still has a plan for your life. He's not done with you. You're still breathing. God still has purpose. See, it's, it's when you step, and I'm going off a little bit, but it's when you step and do what God has called you to do, that you'll realize that everything else around you that needs to get in order, everything that you need around you, God just does it. But it's as you step into your calling. It's as you're doing what God has told you to do. 
got to say this. Oh, and I'm not talking to anybody specific, I promise. I promise. But some of you, you've let go of that dream and that purpose and that call. You're a worshiper. And you've let the things of this world shut your mouth. But you don't realize the very moment you step back into that calling, breakthrough happens. Breakthrough happens. Don't give up. Don't give up. Just because things are hard, don't give up. God, the only way that God is glorified is when you don't give up. Because he, you'll make it to the other side. Amen? You'll get there. You'll get there. Y'all believe me? You don't have to believe me. Believe the word. Because the word says it. You'll get there. And guess what? He's going to be magnified. He's going to be glorified. You're going to be telling people what God has done with tears in your eyes because he's so good. But it's only as you're doing what he's called you to do. You got to make room for him. When Mary was about to give birth and her and Joseph were going back to Bethlehem and here comes the labor pains. Any woman who's had labor pains, you know we don't play. <laughs> Amen. You say the wrong thing, you'll get punched in the face. <laughs> Hallelujah. Or you bring food that you can't eat. Ah, still working on forgiving that one. But, you know, the labor pains begin to come. And there's a desperation because she knew she carried the Son of God. Joseph knew what was about to be birthed. And here they are in Bethlehem running to the end, trying to see who's going to let them in. Who's going to let them in? Because the king is about to be birthed. The savior of the world is about to be birthed. And no one is opening the door. So they go and they find a place in the stables. And the Bible says, you know, we know the story. He's, he's born and, and, and they place him in this manger. The king of kings. You would have thought God would have made a way, you know, there would have been a big um, palace waiting for the king of kings to be born. You know, everything set in order, but no, he was born in a stable. He was put in a manger. The savior of the world. Because nobody wanted to open their door. Nobody wanted to make room. And this morning, he's knocking on doors. You know, you might have asked Jesus, Lord, here I am. I'm serving you. But he's knocking this morning. Will you let me in? Can I, can I come in and be with you? Can I be birthed in you? He's knocking. And we're, you're thinking, I got this to do, I got to go here, I got to pick up the kids, I got practice, I got this event, I got that event. And, you know, you're all about the excuses. And he's just knocking. 
Let us open the door of our hearts this morning. Let us make room for him. Let us make time for him. Let's not shut the door any longer, amen? Because we all know that we can all get busy doing stuff. And there's a lot of things in your life that don't need to be there. There's a lot of things in your life that don't need to be there. (laughs) There's a lot of things in your life that have become distractions from your time with God. You're praying and you hear, you know, we're trained very well. Ding! We run. We're like the little mouse. We've been trained. Now, okay, I'm turning it off. Then we hear the vibration. Let me check. And the distractions come in. And you think you're making time for God, but you're not. You're not. He wants your undivided attention. He wants all of you. Amen? You got to turn it off. You got to turn it off sometimes. You got to shut out the world from everything, everything it has to say, people calling you, wanting answers. You know what? All of that can wait because I need a moment in the presence of the King. I need to be with my Lord and Savior. I need direction for everything that He has planned out for my life. I need to hear where He wants me to go. I need to hear what He wants me to say. I need to hear what decision, Lord, because I have to make a decision. I don't know what to do, but Lord, here I am to hear you. Shutting out everything else and opening the door to the king. Let him come in. Let him come in. You know what was what's so awesome about um, the birth, being born in, in the stable and being placed in the very place where the animals would come and get their food. He didn't just humble himself. He really just gave everything up for us. But even in that giving up, angels appeared to the shepherds. God spoke to the wise men. And he brought, you know, he caused them to come and affirm what God had already spoken. He caused provision to come forth that Mary and Joseph did not lack a single thing. Amen? They birthed the Savior of the world in this lowly place, but yet God had already made a way. They were about to see the supernatural come to pass. And see, that's where we're at. Because sometimes we want to see things happen. We want to know what's going to happen. We have to have everything perfect. And, you know, because God said it's going to be like this, we imagine, you know, whatever we imagine. Y'all, y'all know. And God's just saying, start by humbling your heart. Start by letting him in. Start by just giving him time, giving him your affection, not neglecting your time with him, but serving him, but loving him, not asking for anything, but just wanting his presence. The Savior of the world has been born. The Savior of the world has been given to us. 100% man and 100% God. 
And he gave it all to us. He died on the cross for us. Not leaving us alone, but leaving us in victory. Sending forth his Holy Spirit with power. Amen. Not just so that we can go about living things in the natural realm, but no, we tap into the supernatural realm where, where God is in operation and where we see things work together, where we see God, oh my. We see God do the impossible. Where we see things that shouldn't happen, happen. When we see those doctor's reports change, when they look and say, well, this should have been there, but it's no longer there. See, we serve a supernatural God. We serve a living God. Amen? When he's birthed in your heart, everything changes. You cannot stay the same. The only way to stay the same is to leave them in the manger and walk away. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is not, you know, if I could just get you to think, this is not about just a baby Jesus. This is not just about a little baby in a manger. No, this is the king. This is a savior. This is the very thing that we've been asking God. This is the very one that has come to redeem us and set us free. It's not just about baby Jesus. No, he is the king of kings, Lord of lords. He is a God of the highest. Amen. He is creator of all things. He is God. He came from heaven to earth for us. He saw your face, and he endured the cross. He saw you, and he chose you. You can't stay the same. You can't stay the same. You've been picked. You've been handpicked by God. You've been handpicked by God, and he's given you purpose. He's put vision and dreams into your heart. We can't sit any longer. We cannot be, well, I'm not sure if I'm going to heaven. Man, the Bible says, believe with your heart and confess that he has died on the cross for you, rose again, and you shall be saved. See, you need to know that you're on your way to heaven. But we don't get saved just to go to heaven. Amen? We bring heaven to earth. Amen. We, we, we draw from the resources of God's kingdom and we bring them back down to earth. Amen. We walk the way Jesus walked. We talk the way Jesus talked. Amen. It's no longer about us and what we want. Now it's all about him and what he wants. It's a dying to who you are. See, this world has taught us now that, you know, don't give up anything. Just live how you want to live. God's with you. If you're in sin, then you are separated because God cannot be wherever there's darkness. There's things in our life that we need to repent of. We need to ask God to forgive us and to cleanse us, to make us new. But we cannot deceive ourselves. Hallelujah. This is a good message. I promise you I bless my God. It's a revelation, and I pray that God give you that revelation this morning. 
that God just, oh, that he just, en- he just engulf your heart with it. That you realize you're not just an ordinary person. You are not just like everybody else. You've been set apart. You've been handpicked. God has put destiny into you. He's given you purpose. Amen. You are not like everybody else. You are a light to this nation. Amen. And we shall see the glory of God upon this real Grand Valley because the children of God will allow allow their light to shine. Amen. We will see it. We are not going to be on roller coasters where we're high today and down tomorrow. No, we're going to stay steady with God. We're going to be steady. No matter what comes our way, we're not going to be moved. Hallelujah. You know the Bible? I've got to check what time is it. Oh, Jesus. Whew. The Bible, hallelujah. Every time that you read this word, you are partaking of Jesus. Because the Bible says, this word right here became flesh, and he dwelt among us. But we get to partake of that word. We get to see. You know, when you read the Bible, it's not a boring book. No. If you're there, just pray. Say, Holy Spirit, show me, reveal to me, and you'll begin to see yourself. As you read, you'll begin to see yourself walking with Jesus, how he healed the leper, how he cleansed and, 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 and set free those that were demonized. You'll begin to see those things. You cannot get bored reading the word. And if you're getting bored reading the word, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> You just have to say, Holy Spirit, show me. Holy Spirit, reveal to me. It's not about how much you, you can memorize. It's about how much is changing your life. Sometimes it's just a word, a scripture. You know, the easiest scripture to remember is he wept. When I remember when we did Bible school one time, and we told the students to mem- memorize a verse. Somebody came back with that one scripture. He wept. <laughs> oh, Lord. We've come a long way in Bible school. <laughs> now you guys, are, you guys are awesome. But anyway, I want to share this because when we receive that gift, we're receiving more than just a man, more than just words. Amen. The Bible describes him as the almighty one. Amen. The alpha, the omega, the advocate, the author and perfecter of our faith. He is authority. He is the bread of life. He is the beloved son of God, the bridegroom, the chief cornerstone, our deliverer, our faithful and true, the good shepherd, the great high priest. He is the head of the church, the holy servant, the great Great I am. He is Emmanuel, indescribable gift. He is judge, king of kings, lamb of God, light of the world. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah. He is Lord of all. He is mediator, Messiah, mighty one. He is the one who sets us free. He is our hope. He is our peace. He is our prophet. He is our redeemer. He is our risen Lord. He is our rock. He is our sacrifice for our sins. He is our savior. He is the son of man and the son of the most high. He is supreme creator over all. He is the resurrection and life. He is the door. He is the way. He is the word. He is the true vine. He is truth. He is the victorious one. He is the wonderful counselor, the 
Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Amen. We get all of that when we get Jesus. We get it all. We get it all. He is amazing. Amen. He is the indescribable gift. It's not just Jesus. We get everything that Jesus is. We get it all. We are, oh, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He is a gift that keeps on giving. Amen. There is no, no end to his kingdom. He keeps on giving. He, is, he keeps on giving. Whatever it is that you need, he is. Hallelujah.